0: Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. This week, we are deep in the heart of Texas, in the middle of the United States of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening in this top 10 marketplace. Today, on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you've been listening to the Real Estate Guys for a while, then you've heard about the legendary Investor Summit, Simply put, it's the highest-level event we do, and the content, faculty, and attendees are amazing. If you're serious about taking your real estate investment to the next level, consider joining us. You'll spend an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. And you'll have a blast. Join Peter Schiff, Ken McElroy, Tom Hopkins, and the Real Estate Guys for the 13th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. It all begins March 5th, 2015 in Miami, Florida. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and reserve your spot. The event is more than 80% sold out, so make plans to join us. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and spend a week with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 13th Annual Investor Summit. Don't miss the boat. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Joining me this week in Dallas, Texas, co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray.
1: Hey, Robert. It has been a while since we have been in Dallas, Texas. Well, it's hard to actually remember where we are or even when we are, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have been traveling a bunch, and boy, in the next few weeks, we have some more uh, long distance and cool interviews. It's just amazing. Our travel schedule and the awesome people we are getting to meet. Uh, we've actually reconnected with some folks. Uh, we used to do a field trips fairly regularly to Dallas, and then a fun anything happened all of a sudden, the providers, those are people in the Real Estate Guys world that help people invest in properties, property managers, real estate agents, turnkey providers, developers, builders, those kinds of folks started telling us that inventory was tight. They were having a hard time finding the right kind of inventory that Real Estate Guys listeners, investors in real estate would be interested in. Numbers were getting squeezed. Performance wasn't looking as well. So we actually haven't scheduled a Dallas field trip for over a year. So we had a chance to be here in Texas thought let's reconnect with some folks and today not only do we get a chance to do that you're gonna have a chance to do that
1: yeah well we think it's important you know because the real estate and like everything there's all kinds of market cycles going on you know you watch it going on in precious metals you watch it going on in oil you watch it going in on in the stock market with the bond market the dollar there's these cycles as money moves around in different asset classes and you know a lot of investing is done based on emotion And trends and uh, hot money chasing this and that. And, you know, in real estate, things move slowly, which we like. But, of course, we've had a phenomenon since the uh, Great Recession where uh, hedge funds and big money players have come in. The government has pulled all kinds of different strings trying to promote, in particular, housing. Uh, residential housing but housing in general even in the apartment space and Dallas was one of the first markets that we really got interested in coming out of the recession it was really never on our radar pre-recession But after the flood of money kind of waved in over the marketplace and lots of bubbles appeared and then flowed back out again, there were certain markets that stayed standing and did well. And Dallas was one of those markets. And then we started really doing the analysis on fundamentals and what really makes a market tick. And Dallas stood out and so five years ago we started coming here and you know the last five years have been telling it went from when there was lots of inventory and it was super affordable to where the world had pretty much discovered it and companies had moved here and people came here to get jobs and they were the number one job creation state and Dallas was the number one economy in the number one job creation state And pretty soon, all that wonderful inventory was gone, and it was hard for investors to come and actually act out on their education, which, of course, is a big theme in what we do with our field trips.
0: Absolutely. And we'd love to be able to show people, the drivers in a market, what's important to understand as you look at a real estate market where pockets of opportunity is. And yet, if there's no (laughs) inventory, that's really frustrating for people. Understand, a real estate guy's field trip is never an opportunity to buy or sell. It's all educational. No property ever changes hands on one of our field trips. It's 100% educational. But since our motto is education for effective action, if you come to a market and learn about it and go, yeah, this market does fit my personal investment philosophy, I see the possibility here. I want to invest. And now there's nothing to invest. I remember the first field trip we did to Las Vegas, Nevada, and everyone afterward was like, well, okay, the market's awesome. So how how do we get something? And we went, well, we don't know. We're just educating you on it. Things have changed. We want to make sure that people can act out on this education for effective action. So today we're going to visit with a couple of the local providers here and get kind of their temperature based on what's happening on the street. Is it still a problem? What's happening in jobs? Is Texas strong or not?
1: Well, that's a very important concept because it's easy to observe a market from a distance. You can look at employment migration. You can look at wage rent. You can look at average home price days on market. There's all kinds of statistical data you can study from a distance and you should do that, right? If if it's a market you're tracking, can't do it for every market, but you pick a few markets. You know, we tend to track maybe four or five markets, which might be a little bit on the high side, but we have a lot of people feeding us information and, you know, we don't have day jobs. This is what we do. So we spend Our time doing that. And even with that said, all you're looking at is what happened in the past. You're looking at the statistics, you're trying to extrapolate into the future. The closer you can get to right now, the more you can judge the trajectory of the statistics in the past. And the way you figure out what's happening right now is you talk to the people who are boots on the ground, thumb on the pulse of what is going on in the market. Where are the waiting lines? Where are you you not getting any applications? Where can you push the rent? Where will people move over $15 or $20 a month increase? Where is the inventory coming available? Where are the hedge funds active? Where are they not active? what is happening in the market nobody knows that better than the people who are in the market doing business on a daily basis and so sometimes you have to go there and talk to those people and we're happy to say on your behalf we're doing that today
0: it is imperative in any market you go into that you find the local folks on the street who know the marketplace been there a long time practice there understand the nuances at the same time the real estate guys have an advantage when we come to a market infrequently we notice the change when you 're in a market same market day after day after day after day. The change just kind of happens. it creeps up on you. But when we come to a market like this we haven 't seen for a while already driving around dallas i 've noticed something that you probably have noticed. There's a lot of construction going on. I see apartments under construction. I see retail under construction. I see a lot of homes being built. That wasn't what we saw last time we were here.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about that for a long time when houses were selling below replacement cost, and that's still happening in some markets. This isn't one of them, uh, at least not so much, and we're still learning where it's at, but people aren't going to build houses because you can't do it, right? At some point when there isn't any inventory, then it makes sense to start developing, but the very act of developing means everything is going to sell for at least replacement cost, or a developer isn't going to build it. And of course, then you go through the process of trying to figure out what land is available and where people are really going to want to go, what product types are popular. And Dallas is a very robust economy. And when you travel as much as we do, and you go from marketplace to marketplace to marketplace, you can tell real quickly the people that are kind of Thriving and booming and are optimistic. I mean, we used to joke about it back at the pit, right? Back at the lowest point of what was going on in the recession. And we'd sit around in Dallas and go, what recession? Right. These people really aren't feeling it. I mean, they felt like they felt it, but what they felt was like, uh, I don't know, maybe a bee sting or something. I mean, I guess a bee sting is pretty bad, but compared to the guy that just lost his whole leg, you know, the landmine went off and blew off a limb. He's thinking, that's not that big of a deal. But, you know, if you're the guy with the bee sting, you're thinking this is a big deal, right? It's it's always compared to what? And so, again, the advantage we have is we really probably have a better compared to what viewpoint than, than the average investor just because of our lifestyle and what we get a chance to do and who we're plugged into.
0: On our field trips, Friday night, we normally start with an overview of the market. Then we go out to dinner, meet all the folks or many as we can uh, who are going to attend the uh, weekend. And when, again, in Dallas, we go to these restaurants where it was hard to get a table for 30 people. And when we did, the place was hot and with an hour-long wait, and we're supposed to be right in the middle of the recession. So we'll find out the latest and greatest when we come back. We have two guests today, both of whom very active in the Dallas Metroplex. You'll get to meet them today on the Real Estate Guys radio program.
2: Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com.
4: are you still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out when and where you're going to buy those investment properties well i'm going to let you in on a little secret atlanta georgia is still on sale but you better act fast because the deals are almost gone hey this is ken corsini with georgia residential partners and i want you to know that there may not be a better investing opportunity than atlanta right now listed as one of the fastest growing markets in the country both in terms of jobs and population Forbes predicts 26% appreciation over the next three years. At Georgia Residential Partners, we sell turnkey cash-flowing investment properties. We also sell wholesale properties at insane discounts. We're launching a new home construction product this summer as well. And if you're still nervous about stepping out into another market, I will personally partner with you on a small portfolio of homes, if that's what it takes. Don't wait any longer. Check us out at GAinvesting.com. Or call our office at 770-924-5450. We look forward to hearing from you.
2: Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're talking about.
0: And welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program, the number one downloaded podcast on real estate investing. We're in Dallas, Texas, excited to find out what's happening in the Dallas market. Please welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program our good friend, Mr. Jay Hartley. Hey, Jay. Hey, glad to be here. Haven't seen you since the Investor Summit at Sea. Yes, sir. That was a hoot Nanny. It was. I had a blast.
5: I, I can't wait to go next time.
0: Good stuff. Good to have you and your wife there and of course we talked not just real estate but uh, big picture economics and gold and silver and oil and coconuts. It was uh, amazing. Uh, Here we are in Dallas again and uh, you know this market is changing like a lot of markets are and we thought we'd get uh, down to the street level and find out what's going on. So uh, you help investors find properties and you also manage a whole bunch of residential uh, property. Tell us uh, big picture what's happening in Dallas.
5: Well, the, uh, the shift in the market is, is really eye opening to watch. The influx of tenants is just an abundant everybody moving to this area. The job growth is just bringing everybody here from all over the world, all over the country. So finding a nice spot to house everybody is is becoming a, an ultimate challenge.
0: Now, I know you guys do a little bit of multifamily management, but mostly it's single family houses. So who is the tenant who's coming in today? Are these people that are, are transient laborers or they've got new jobs? Who do you see that is your primary target?
5: The white collar is really who's coming to the area. The executives that are moving because their the job growth is here, the infrastructure or their corporate headquarters is now transitioning. Like we have Toyota that's moving to the area and their um corporate headquarters is now transferring to Plano. So we we have to house everybody that's that's coming to this area and it's just um uh, It's a nice problem to have.
0: Every time we look at jobs, uh, there's Texas at the top of the list or near the top of the list, and uh, that's good to see. And of course, one of the things we've always talked about in this marketplace is that many of the jobs that are here are hard to move, right? Because you've got a lot of the gas and the oil and the businesses that have big infrastructure, distribution, and the big airports that are here and all of that. So it, it's a it's a top 10 market. It's a strong market. But there also was a time when, uh, when the market crash happened that it wasn't as strong as it is now. We're starting to see that uh, inventory is getting tight. So tell us about that side. We know that there's good tenant demand. So I'm an investor. And I go, great. There's tenants that want to rent my houses. How easy is it to find investor inventory today?
5: The inventory is, there's definitely a shortage of inventory. So we're running into a problem finding a spot to put everybody, and then getting the deals that we need to make it attractive to investors to purchase the properties.
0: Now, let's talk about why that is, because this is different in every marketplace. Sometimes you find a market that gets strong because there are a lot of investors trying to, to seek these tenant dollars. But other times, it's because your main competition is from owner-occupants that are buying the houses instead. And I would imagine a lot of the people that are moving here have the ability to buy houses. Are you seen that?
5: Oh, yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. The competition out there is, is twofold one it's the other investors that you know are trying to buy and are not aware of what they're doing and they're paying too much and then we have the owner occupants which they're buying by heart and by necessity and not so much looking for the best return on their dollar uh, so when we're looking at a, a deal we really have to scrutinize it and make sure that we're we're getting the best return for the investor
0: you know, I also uh, just noticed that perhaps part of the reason that you have a harder time is that you're a little more meticulous about what you buy. There's a lot of folks in the market who will buy sight unseen, who will take any deal, but you've always had a reputation of making sure that the numbers work. Otherwise, we don't bother. Don't get emotionally attached.
5: Oh, for sure. You've got to make sure you're going to get the right return. It's going to be the right deal. And there's multiple avenues to look at a good deal. It's not just the cash-on-cash return or ROIs or appreciation. I mean, you want to take all of that into account, and we're starting to see a little bit bit of a shift where there's more appreciation, maybe a little bit less cash on cash. Uh, So you just have to take it into account and make sure you're smart and relay that to your clients so that they know what they're getting into and that they're buying for the right reason.
0: You know, it's a sign of a healthy market when you start to see pricing going up and rents also, but usually rents lag behind. So that's going to affect your immediate performance. I know, for instance, last time we came in and did a field trip here, probably the cash on cash return was a couple points higher than it is right now. But today, the opportunities in the future and I think the optimistic feel on the market are probably different.
5: It is. The appreciation has really opened our eyes a little bit to the investing world Whereas before we didn't necessarily take that into account. So the housing prices are on the rise. You know, unfortunately there's some, some groups that have come in and just bought anything and everything and. When you're paying cash, it doesn't matter whether it appraises or not. So you can um, increase your appraisal amounts or allow anybody to buy anything they want, whereas we're buying with leverage, typically. So we've got to make sure that that it not only appraises, but it's the right deal, the right return, and for the right reasons.
0: Well, let's talk about leverage, because in some of the markets that we look at, there are mostly cash purchases. Uh, here, obviously, a lot of the big funds are coming in and buying for cash, and some investors have been buying for cash. But... Are loans available for investors to buy property and how does that look?
5: Easy. The funding is readily available. There's lenders out there that are begging to loan you money. So, uh, for investors to get a loan, there's absolutely no problems. You know, obviously most of the investors are going to be 20% down. Some of them are going to be more, but l- leverage is easy to come by right now and, and we have people begging to to loan money to us.
0: Well, that is good news. In fact, in a few weeks, we are going to focus on that uh, and specifically have a couple of lenders, uh, residential and commercial, lender come on and give us the state of the union. But good to know in your market that that's readily available. As you're looking, Jay, as the investors that you, uh, you already have, so you've got a big book of business of investors who've come into the market in the last 10 years, picked Dallas, bought a house, multiple houses, multiple units. What's the feel there? Do you have the, the sense that you've got your current client base doubling down, wanting to get more? Are some of them ready to sell and move on?
5: We've got quite a few that are actually looking to sell and explore other options or other opportunities, uh, investment opportunities. So for that reason, we've, we're exploring a new marketplace where we're selling tenant-occupied homes from one investor to another you know they're already in place a lot of these properties we've managed for years so we know the maintenance records and the history of the property and the tenant that's in place and and everything else we also have quite a few of our clients that are looking to double down so we get one client buying another client's portfolio or property, and it's a an interesting aspect to the business.
0: Well, and when you have a book of business, right, you can kind of gauge about how well they're doing. You get folks that have been in for a while recognize the appreciation that you talked about, know that the market's tight, and say this is a good time to, you know, take some profits. I guess the stock market would say profit taking, right? It's selling right. when the it's appreciated in price, but at the same time. It looks as though we're going to continue to see demand on the tenant side. Not only do we have more jobs created in this market, but there's still people who are reeling from what's happened a few years back. They can't qualify for for a house. Maybe they were homeowners back in the day, but today they're renters. Those could be some really good tenants.
5: They can. The tenant base is just incredible here. Tenants pay their rent on time for the most part um, because it's easy to replace them. You know, And I hate to be cold about that, but for my clients, I mean, They just want to make sure someone's in there taking care of their place and paying the rent on time. And they get a check once a month. And if for some reason there's a tenant that's in there that's not doing that, then we just replace them. There's a ton of tenants out here that are coming our way. So we just need to make sure we've got enough housing for
0: them. Well, and you've been in the business long enough to recognize when that's not the case, right? We've certainly seen times in this marketplace where the opposite has been true.
5: It has. The uh, the time in the past when we would have to uh, offer move-in specials half off the, the rent or months free and begging and and borrowing to try and get a tenant to pick your place over someone else's, certainly in the case, but man, we got to remember when that happens.
0: All right. So since you have a portfolio of properties and your family's been in this business a long time, let's talk about a couple of metrics that'll help uh, listeners gauge this market's health compared to others. So the first is, what percentage of your portfolio would you estimate is occupied today? What's your occupancy and vacancy rates look like?
5: Uh, right now, we're at 97% occupied, so we have about a 3% vacancy. We do have turnovers, just like any you know rental property. Tenants are going to move, upgrade, downgrade, um, whatever it might be, but we're averaging right now about 12 days on the market. So whenever a property comes available, it's leased and the new tenant's moving in and in an average of about twelve days.
0: Okay, so that's obviously a clue. Uh, the other side of it is, we were talking before we started about a change you've seen in kind of what you called your sweet spot. So, having done several field trips to Dallas and working with the investors that you've worked with, you know, there's been that kind of hundred and thirty thousand, hundred and fifty thousand, one hundred and seventy five thousand dollar price. That seems to be inching up a bit.
5: It does. The dynamics or the uh, infrastructure of the tenants that are moving to this area aren't necessarily homegrown Texans, which typically would would – buy or rent the homes that are in the 130, 170K range. The clients that are moving to this area have a much higher price point or availability. So we're looking at rents in the $2,500, $3,000 range. And with that, you're getting a home that's, you know, anywhere in the $240 to $300,000 price point. So it's moving up from what we traditionally looked as, as a good rental being $130, $170 to higher price points now.
0: Well, again, I think part of that probably is the fact that as you mentioned earlier it's white-collar jobs are different than blue-collar jobs and what was surprising to me is that homes that are at 250 and even 300,000 actually still perform as rentals because of the demand for rent so in any marketplace you want to know where that sweet spot is just a paradigm to break right a lot of new investors are looking for an inexpensive market and certainly when you could buy a property here for a hundred and ten thousand dollars that would cash flow that made sense But you also, as a real estate investor, knock up against the number of homes you can qualify for. Most people are going to fanny and Freddie out at either four or ten properties. And after that, it gets harder and harder to get a one to four unit property. Why waste that qualification on a $60,000 house, if you will, right? So sometimes if the numbers work, it's not always about absolute price, especially given the fact that there's good leverage. Sure. You've got to look at it
5: from a numbers and cents aspect. Everything's based on a percentage. So when you get a certain percentage return, is that uh, something that you want to have a return of on 150,000 or 300,000? The appreciation is going up more than it has in the past. So when your home that's 150 is now worth 170, what's the $300,000 home worth? And when you go to, to sell that property, how much of a return did you get on that one? So it's, it's nice and it's, uh, it's definitely a change.
0: All right. Well, good stuff. Well, as always, we appreciate uh, your time and uh, great stuff today.
5: Thanks for having me. Love being here.
0: All right. You bet that is Jay Harley from Classic Property Management. And uh, before we're done today, we're going to tell you how you can meet Jay in person and pick his big brain. I'm Robert Helms with the Real Estate Guys. When we come back, we're going to play Real Estate Trivia today on the Real Estate Guys Radio Program real estate investment advice right in your mailbox sign up for the free
2: real estate guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com
0: memphis tennessee is a market that delivers in more ways than one as home to fedex memphis is one of the largest distribution hubs in the world that means working-class jobs no wonder memphis is one of the best cash flow real estate markets in america And the guy in Memphis who can deliver great, affordable cash flow turnkey properties is Terry Kerr at Mid-South Home Buyers. Contact Terry through the resource section at realestateguysradio.com. And be sure to order Terry's tips for turnkey rental property investing. It's free. Just send your request to turnkey at realestateguysradio.com. That's turnkey at realestateguysradio.com.
1: Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe of Paradigm Life. Over the last few years, I've had the privilege of sharing the services of Paradigm Life with you loyal Real Estate Guys Radio listeners through our website, www.beerbank.com and also on the annual Investor Summit at Sea. Subsequently, we have seen a variety of financial situations across the socioeconomic spectrum and how everyone, regardless of their situation, would improve their financial lives by following the system we specialize in.
4: As a result of this experience, we have created an online e learning system so
1: anyone without obligation can learn about the infinite banking concept. This free e learning program is found on our website, www.beerbank.com.
4: So check it out today. The website again is www.beerbank.com.
0: Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We are in Dallas, Texas today, and always good to get around Mr. Jay Harley.
1: Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, it's, it's always interesting how you get a chance to meet people. It's kind of an interesting story, right? You'll have a lot of people come and go in your life, and uh, some will come and stay longer. Some will come and leave quickly. Some will come and not leave quickly enough. Right. But, <laughs> you know, every human being that you meet is a gateway to new relationships, and sometimes the first relationship isn't the best relationship, the good relationship could be two or three layers deep and really that's what happened with us with jay hartley when we got a chance to meet jay it was through another guy that uh, really isn't part of our life anymore and uh, yet jay was uh, one of the benefits that we got from having had that relationship so there's usually something good to be salvaged from everything uh, but Jay's been in the business, family business, been here in this community for a long time. When we were doing the local mentoring club here in Dallas back in the day, uh, he opened up his office and made that available to us, was always attentive, came on our last Investor Summit at Sea, as he mentioned, added a lot of value there, not really as a, a teacher, but just kind of as a person willing to share from his wealth of experience. And he's got a ton of it because he deals with people on a daily basis. So uh, I've always enjoyed uh, every time we get a chance to hang around with Jay.
0: Yeah, Jay's past president of the local chapter of the National Association of Residential Property Managers. He and his family own the building and the business park that they're in, so that's a great clue. Been in the business a long time. Lots of units. Great stuff to hear. Uh, We're going to have a chance to interview another local Texas provider in just a minute, but first, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question, which, as you could probably figure out, is going to have something to do with Dallas. As soon as you hear the question and know the answer, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com, trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Guys radio.com, the first person with the right answer is going to win a copy of The Social Capitalist, a great book from Rich Dad Advisors Josh and Lisa Lannon. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week on The Real Estate Guys, we were talking oil with Paul Maselli, and we asked this in the movie The Blues Brothers, the big concert was actually filmed in two different locations, one for the exterior of the venue and the other for the interior. Or in two different states. Which two different states? Lots of people knew. Illinois and California. The interior for the concert was the Hollywood Palladium, still there today audience members were recruited actually through local radio station promotions to come to that event they had no idea what they were really coming for and what they were coming for was the scene that was now the iconic scene uh, afterwards you got belushi and and uh, carrie fisher and the whole thing where he has all the excuses anyway funny scene the exterior however was filmed in chicago where the movie set at chicago's south shore country club which was later purchased by the city and reopened as the south shore cultural center so there you go here's our real estate trivia question for this week This is a football question, Russ, so you're going to like it. But that also makes you uneligible to answer. Lamar Hunt, founder of the American Football League and son of oil tycoon H.L. Hunt, was a noted Dallas resident when he coined a very important sports phrase. What phrase was that? What iconic sports phrase, sports moniker did Lamar Hunt coin many years back? Everyone knows it today. If you think you know it or you want to take a guess, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Be sure to include your name and your physical mailing address because if you're the winner, we're going to send you an actual copy of The Social Capitalist, a great book by Josh and Lisa Lannan. That's today's Real Estate Trivia Question. We're talking today about the Dallas market. It's one of the most interesting markets in the United States. It has great durability. It's got multifaceted income and jobs and different stories, what we call the sustainable drivers in the market, and uh, trying to get the pulse of what's happening today. So please welcome uh, to the Real Estate Guys radio program, investor, property manager, and real estate broker, Pam Blanco. How are you? Good. How are you? It's good to see you after a few years.
6: It's been a while.
0: You came on uh, one of our uh, field trips, and we had just rave reviews about the help that you gave folks who were investing in the marketplace. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, kind of your background. Uh, We heard from Jay earlier and a lot of listeners have heard Jay on the program before. But uh, tell us how you got started in real estate, Pam.
6: I actually got started in real estate managing multifamily. I then graduated to selling real estate and uh, managing uh, investors' properties with single-family homes.
0: All right. And now you do a little of both, right? I do. So tell us about, uh, your, your take on the marketplace. You've been in the, in the greater Dallas market here for quite some time. Uh, what, what's, what's going on today?
6: Well, I think the market is fluctuating due to the hedge funds coming into town. So there is, hedge funds came in about two years ago and kind of skewed the market with overpaying for some of the properties but now I see the hedge funds actually a little bit more educated and they're, you know, looking at the numbers a little bit better than what they used to before. So I still see the market very strong. There's still a lot of competition. So there is quite a few people buying.
0: Well, just that alone, I mean, as we've looked at different markets, there's several major markets where the hedge funds have all but pulled out. So the fact that they're still active here is interesting, even more so the fact that you actually work with a few of them.
6: I do. I have a couple of hedge funds that I actually work with. They are not your typical hedge fund. They don't just come into the market and overpay, they analyze the ROI sheets that we put together for them, and they make sure that the numbers make sense for this portfolio's.
0: So, really, the idea, when a hedge fund comes in, it, it's, it's a clue. It tells you that there is someone who's smart enough to uh, accumulated some money or raise some money who's interested in the marketplace. So, as an investor, you want to resist the temptation of saying, oh, the awful hedge funds are coming in. It's quite the opposite. It's a vote of confidence.
6: Correct. The, the hedge funds, you know, they, they do extensive research on markets, uh, you know, reasons why they buy in typical areas and, you know, what they're actually going to get out of the property. But not only that, they have exit strategies also, so the hedge funds that I am working with do not have exit strategies, which are surprising. So they're looking to hold these properties for long term because they see the value in this area.
0: Well, and you can relate to that because you're an investor that uh, has been in the market a long time. And I know that you've also been able to flip some properties yourself. What does that market look like today? Is there still opportunity in Dallas for someone to come in, find an undervalued asset, add some value to it and make a
6: profit? There is. You know, the, the chances of that are fewer than it used to be. So, you know, we're not seeing as much of, of the flipping as we did at one point um... you know basically because the margins aren't there so an investor can come in and purchase a property and you know do the rehab themselves and and show a better profit so that's what we're kind of seeing the um, investors are a little bit more educated and they're coming in to purchase the properties themselves and kind of cutting out the middleman
0: and in fact that's one of the ways that you help investors is you'll help them find a property that needs some work and in case they're a long-distance investor kind of help with that part of it explain how how that works
6: well we will locate a property Um, you know I have research teams that will locate properties for them you know we send them the ROI sheets they um, then come back with the interest in the properties then we once we get the property under contract we do our due diligence make sure sure we can hit the numbers we said. Um, and then we will actually do the rehabs for them. I have three rehab teams that, you know, do nothing but handle the investor properties. So then we'll rehab the properties for them and they either keep them or they'll resell them at some point.
0: All right, let's talk about the metrics that we talked about with Jay. In your portfolio, what are you seeing in terms of occupancy, rent direction, those kinds of things?
6: Occupancy is very strong. Our occupancy is in the high 90s. We have not seen the turnover that we've seen in the years past. So people, once you get good people in the properties, you know, they're going to stay. So it's it's a matter of qualifying your tenants, making sure you get the right people because you have a large pool to to pick from. So, you know, make sure that you get the right people in there and and minimize the turnover.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, two most important things yep. in buy and hold real estate, yep. right? Vacancy and turnover. And it sounds like you've got the turnover part figured out. Vacancy seems to be pretty pretty good, pretty manageable in the marketplace. What are you seeing in terms of the price appreciation and and rent appreciation? Are rents keeping up with price values?
6: Um, rents are keeping up with price values. Um, you know, we maintain the properties at the highest level we can, so we're able to keep our rents at the top of the market, if not a little bit over. Um, So, you know, we're seeing strong numbers as far as as rentals. Um, You know, we did see price increases, taxes increase last year, but we were able to increase the rents to offset that.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about taxes, because one of the questions people always have, if they're not from Texas, they look at property taxes here, and if we look across the nation, Texas is among the higher property tax jurisdictions by percentage, but of course, the prices tend to be lower than some areas. How do you counsel people about taxes?
6: Well, basically, we will do tax protests for people at the end of the year, but taxes are going to be higher. So, you know, we we look at areas, you know, we take the taxes into consideration when we're looking at the numbers on the properties. But, you know, we saw taxes increase last year, protests, you know, we didn't win very many of those protests. And a lot of that is driven by the hedge funds purchasing these properties at, above market value. So, you know, now that we're seeing the hedge funds, you know, come down a little bit on their prices, I think we're going to see the taxes level out. But, you know, at the end of every year, you know, we analyze the properties for our um, investors and we will provide tax protests for them as well.
0: Now, you talked about providing an ROI sheet, which is a great tool for a prospective investor to look at a property. How much of that are you looking at the future? Do you assume any increase in the rent over time and any appreciation in the price over time? What kind of assumptions do you have?
6: When I'm looking at the ROI sheets, I'm, I am actually looking at the now. I'm not not necessarily looking at appreciation, you know, not looking at tax increases. Um, so we're basically looking at what the market is doing right now. Um, and we try to play it safe with our numbers. So I'm looking at, you know, average rents versus the top of the market rents. We're looking at where the taxes are, unexempt taxes are right now. We're trying to project a, a clear picture now, and we're trying to make it on an average numbers. So if the rents go up, then that's a plus. That gives them a little bit more cash flow. But, you know, we're trying to paint a picture of of where it is right now as the market is.
0: So, Pam, in in addition to the fact that you work with a couple of hedge funds that uh, obviously are getting it, which is great to hear, you also work with individual investors. Where do your investors come from? Are they here in the local area? Are they from outside of the area?
6: All of our investors are from the outside. In fact, I can count on one hand how many I have local investors. So the majority of them are California, Washington, Boston.
0: So (laughs) let me ask you this. If you have an investor who's looking at getting into this marketplace, one of the things we're we're figuring out here is that it's pretty competitive. So for every deal that you guys get, how many do you have to offer on today?
6: We're probably having to make offers on 10 properties to get one, Okay. which is, is actually better than what it was two years ago. We were having to put out 30 offers to get one. You know, we had a whole lot more inventory to pick from then as well. So, um, you know, most of the investors are, are looking for the properties that make sense, where the numbers work. So, unfortunately, with that, you know, we're limited on the amount of properties that will will fit those ROI sheets and, and show a profit.
0: So what would you say to an investor if they're coming into this marketplace and they would like to have a better than average chance of getting a property? What are things they have to do to really be ready and, and, and really get a property in a contract?
6: The investor is going to have to move very quickly. So if, if there's a property that comes on, we send them an ROI sheet. They're going to need to move on it really quick and pull that trigger so that we can get that offer out. Um, because there is competition and, and we're not necessarily going in at full price. So we have to be able to move quickly.
0: Okay. And that's another thing, right? Investors are trained from the time that those little baby investors that they're supposed to offer below the markets. But as we watch markets heat up, sometimes, it makes sense to sharpen your pencil a little bit. And this happens in single-family homes for owner-occupants. Once they miss a few houses, they start realizing, well, really $10,000 isn't that much different. How much education do you have to provide to your investors about that?
6: We we actually counsel them quite a bit in the beginning so that they understand, you know, if the numbers work, you know, pull that trigger. So a lot of times the numbers will work at a full price offer so that they can get this property. But we never encourage them to make an offer where the numbers don't work. You know, going in $20,000 below isn't going to get them the property, but, you know, maybe going 5000 below or 2000 below is going to make a huge difference.
0: All right. Good stuff. Well, this has been a great wealth of information. It sounds like uh, your market's pretty strong.
6: It is very strong.
0: All right. Well, Pam, we sure appreciate uh, your time today. And uh, before we're done, you're going to find out how you can meet Pam Blanco right here in beautiful Dallas, Texas, when the Real Estate Guys head back to Texas for a field trip. We're excited to do another trip.
6: I'm excited too.
0: Yeah. Great. It's going to be fun. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms.
2: Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way to ensure that 2015 is your best year yet? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You, too, can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Creating Your Future, the 2015 Goals Retreat, January 9th to 11th in beautiful San Diego, California. This unique weekend event has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the hundreds of people that have attended. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com and click on Events or call 888-489-7723 extension 18 get your life back on track physically spiritually and financially attend the 2015 goals retreat on the second weekend of the new year click events at realestateguysradio.com this is no dress rehearsal live the life you were meant to visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723 extension 18 today
2: Are you excited about real estate investing but not sure where to get started? Learn the secrets of building wealth through real estate in the comfort of your own home. In the Real Equity Home Study Course, professional investor Robert Helms and his team of experts show you why real estate outperforms other investments. Stop dreaming about investing in real estate and start doing something about it. Order the Real Equity Home Study Course today at realestateguysradio.com and click on Resources, realestateguysradio.com.
0: Hi, this is Simon Black from SovereignMan.com, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Robert Helms and Russell Gray in Dallas, Texas, and great to hear from Pam Blanco.
1: Yes, it's, uh, again, great to hear from people who are actually living in the street, doing the business on a daily basis in a marketplace. What I love about both Jay and Pam is they're very active on the property management side of things. You know, she said something that I thought was great. She says, you know, when she does that ROI analysis, she really looks at the numbers to make sure she can hit them. You know, a lot of real estate agents, God bless them, they show you those pro forma numbers, and the number they're trying to hit is to get the the commission check and get the thing sold. And I'm all for people getting paid commission. I have no problem with that. But there's a big difference when someone actually has to make sure that the financial performance that you bought, they're responsible for delivering. And so I love the fact when you you have an opportunity to, to have your numbers gone over by a property manager, especially the property manager who's going to be handling the property, how important is it to make sure that those numbers are real because what you're investing for as an investor, what you're planning on, your cash-on-cash return, what you're going to use to amortize your loan, which is going to be the payments, make the taxes, what you're going to be able to do to get your return on investment and control that property with leverage until it equity happens to you is all going to be predicated upon that strength, the durability of that cash flow and that rental payment. And the property manager is the person that makes that happen. The worst thing in the world you could ever do is go nickel and dime your property manager it's like cussing out your waitress before they bring you your salad. I mean, you don't know what kind of dressing you're going to get. You know what I mean? I know not, what you mean. You, just, you don't do that, right? Your property manager is is the secret to life or death in your property. And that's the person you really, really want to take care of. And so Jay and Pam are both excellent in the property management space. Uh, they both broker real estate also, so they help you get the deal, but they can help you manage it afterwards. And I love that combination in both of them.
0: Well, they broker real estate to investors, which is another specialization. Most real estate brokers sell houses to people who live in them. And that's great. It's just not what investors need. I want someone who understands investment mentality, and both of these folks do. I think overall, it sounds like the Dallas market's pretty strong.
1: Yeah. You know, you can't argue with it. I mean, Dallas is one of the hottest markets. It's on the short list a lot of CEOs where they want to move their companies. Uh, you know, when we talk to the Chamber of Commerce people and look at what they've got going on here, they have a very competitive package. I mean, when they're out there recruiting, they have good success bringing companies in. They have great distribution infrastructure with the airport and with the strategic location in the center of the United States. They've got a great freeway system. They have a great medical system. They have a great college system for recruiting and developing. Developing talent, huge labor force uh, still relatively affordable uh, housing, even though it's gone up quite a bit, which is great if you were there five years ago, but the party's far from over. And there's still a fair amount of land that can be developed. Not a ton. It's not like it was. I mean, I, we used to say five years ago when we'd come and do this tour, this reminds me of Los Angeles 40 years ago, right? You can see it beginning to fill in. But, you know, if you could go back in time to Los Angeles and buy real estate 40 years ago, was that a good thing to do?
0: Absolutely. Based
1: on supply, demand, strength of the economy? Absolutely. So, well,
0: now, although it's only like Los Angeles 35 years ago.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. So, you know, so Dallas just has a ton of things really going for it. And it's diverse. I mean, it's not just an oil town. I mean, that's still a big part of their business. And that's great because those jobs can't be moved. But you've also got, uh, like I said, distribution and that infrastructure going on here. You've got tech. This is a, there's a lot of tech here. There's entertainment. I mean, we recorded a lot of TV shows here in Dallas. You know, great, great studios, a lot of uh, entertainment type talent, sports sports teams. Uh, You know, you can go on and on and on about the strength of the Dallas Metro. When we say Dallas, we mean the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and all of the the suburbs that make that up. But it's a very, very dynamic marketplace, and it sure sounds like the party's far from over.
0: Well, I think so, too. The big question has been this whole thing about inventory. Is there any way to get in more inventory? And the way to get inventory is to find people that have great relationships. And part of our conversation off mic with both Jay and Pam is, guys, if we decide to do another tour here— We want to make sure that there's something for people to buy if they decide the market is good after we leave. The trip itself, educational, but let's face it, people only want to come and get educated because they think there might be opportunity. If there is, we don't want to hear back from our listeners that, hey, you know, we went to the Dallas field trip and then we couldn't ever get a house.
1: Well, you know, it's an interesting concept there because if you're a mom and pop investor and you're buying one house, the due diligence of seeking out a market, flying to the market, getting a hotel, getting a rental car, spending all the the time in all your meetings two three days however long it takes meals on the road and you're gonna get a certain level of progress and you're gonna begin the process of building strategic relationships. You're gonna begin the process of understanding markets and neighborhoods. And this is a huge metro. I mean, there's a lot of geography to cover and they have sub markets that have different personalities. You know, we talk about that all the time in these big markets. And so if you're going to do that, it's really important that if your goal is to build a portfolio and not just buy a single property, that you have a pipeline of deals. So one of the big things that every investor struggles with as they get active, especially if you go into the syndication business where you're actually raising money, and now you've got money that needs to be placed. Your problem is no longer money. When you become a good syndicator, your problem is no longer money. Right. Your problem is deals and deal flow. And getting plugged into a marketplace where there's lots of opportunity, where you know the market is stable and proven, You know Dallas proved itself as a resilient market in the recession. It held up really well and bounced back really fast. Uh, Yet, I don't think anybody is running around thinking there's a bubble going on here because the rents have been improving, the economy has been improving, the migration has been improving. I mean, so all of the things you would look for that are fundamental to strengthen a marketplace.
0: Well, one of the concerns people did have was the whole hedge fund thing because hedge funds were buying in a lot of markets and inflating the values. And those purchases weren't based on real Americans getting up and and working and creating abundance and going and spending their money on on rent or or even mortgages. That wasn't the way it was was working well it was good to hear from Pam that the funds that she's dealing with are a lot more enlightened that they really are doing a better job than their predecessors were and at the end of the day there are a lot of real jobs here and real people who are qualifying for loans and that's huge at the same time a lot of folks still have to rent and that's what I like to hear looking from the landlord's perspective.
1: Yeah well we still have issues in the lending world and it's loosening up and the great thing about it and I don't know if this was on mic or off mic I don't recall. Call. But Pam talks specifically about how the investor loans are beginning to open up and that there's more of financing now available for, for non-owner-occupied, which is really what it's going to take, because the consumer, uh, generally speaking across the country, is not doing fabulously well. I think the election showed us that the uh, American public is not happy with the status quo. And believe me, when the American public is prosperous— They're happy with the status quo. They don't want to rock the boat. When they upset the apple cart like they just did, they're making a statement, right? They're saying, hey, you know what? I don't like what's going on. Of course, that's a national thing. When We're talking about a specific region, a specific geography that has been largely insulated from a lot of the things. Texas, as a state, has been largely insulated from a lot of the things that have plagued other states. It's one of the most business-friendly places and continues to hold that distinction. It's had a very business-friendly climate, friendly tax climate. There's a lot of reasons why people would want to move here, both individually and as businesses. Yet, with that said, the lending criteria doesn't get based on regional factors as much as you might think. It's largely based on national factors. And so even though you've got a robust economy, even though you've got good incomes and good jobs, the lending community is still very skittish about homeowners because they see them on the macro level, and yet what's happening is community lenders are now getting involved, people are beginning to understand that investors are coming in and they're bridging that gap, they're picking up the inventory, they're underwriting the loan, if you will, even though the tenant now has to make the payment, the risk is more on the the landlord, and that's fine. I mean, as a landlord, I'm happy to take that risk because that means I get all the upside too, and if I pick my market right... There's a lot more upside than there is downside. And, you know, again, based on what's happened the last five years, anybody that made a bet, if you will, on the Dallas real estate market has come out pretty pretty strong.
0: Absolutely. Will that continue? Well, come find out with us when we come back to Dallas for our field trip. Get to the website at realestateguysradio.com under events. You'll see we've got one in the works for next year. So we're still a ways out, but if you are interested in the Dallas market, sign up early and often. We know we're going to have a real good showing because this has been the market that has had the biggest waiting list on our website. Yeah, it'll fill up fast. For quite some time. So uh, come with us to Dallas, Texas. We'll have a chance to come back here it's always fun to get some good old texas hospitality and some texas eats as well so good stuff there big thanks to pam and jay for sharing their time and great knowledge with us and uh, you'll get to meet both of them on the field trip we've got some great shows coming up in the coming weeks make sure you tune in until then go out and make some equity happen
2: this episode of the real estate guys radio show is brought to you by Paradigm Life, powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys radio show.